<laughs> Someone die? Welcome back to another week of Titanic Minute. I'm your co-host, Rob, and I'm joined, as always, by my good friends, Joe and Duff. I'm here, and I'm stable. I'm ready to talk. (laughs) Hi. Uh, Minute 36, guys. Minute 36 of Titanic. In this minute, uh, Jack sees Rose for the very first time, so this is kind of a big deal. Would you say it? Is the first time or feels like the first time? It <laughs> feels like the very first time. Yeah, it is, it's the first time they saw it, but yeah, it feels like the very first time they've... The, the very first time this foreigner saw Rose. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, who think- is the real foreigner on this boat? Neither of them, I guess, right? Or both of them? Well, both of them? Well, it's English, so anyone who's not English, I guess. Is... And they're both American. Yeah. Um, so they're, they're both foreigners. Speaking of in the world uh, of rock and roll, we're all foreigners. <laughs> but but they saw each other and now they're hot blooded. <laughs> the, later in this movie, they're really going to need a jukebox hero because <laughs> it's going to sink. <laughs> Man, well, at the end, Jack's as cold as ice. <laughs> Oh, that's a good one. <laughs> God, it's, dang it, he got the best one. Yeah, which is good. I think I'm out of foreigner songs now. That's I good. guess, I don't know, I guess just Jack was waiting for a girl like you. That's what oh. I was excited to Rose. <laughs> Guys, are you ready to go back to Titanic? Because I think it's pretty urgent. Yeah, they're a long, long way from home. <laughs> they're a long, long way from home. Oh, See, my gosh. Uh, now we're getting we're getting in too far into it now. Um, right. So <laughs> from there, um, since we kind of talked about Rose standing there, I was going to talk about a, a little controversy James Cameron talked about on the commentary. Oh. Um, well, he made this movie because he wants to know what love is. <laughs> Joe, Joe, quit being such a dirty white boy and let's move on. <laughs> I don't know enough foreigner songs now to keep it's going. okay. I'm sorry. The uh, puns, that was yesterday. Let's move on. Uh, it up. So, so when it comes to so, love... <laughs> So James Cameron mentions that he had an argument with the costume designer about oh, Rose, no. about Rose wearing a hat, because the costume designer said if you're going to be period and it's going to be truthful that any woman of Rose's stature, if she went outside, she would have a hat, and James Cameron just did not like the hat, and the quote he gives on the commentary is, she didn't look like a princess on a balcony with a hat on. So he took the hat and he threw it off the side. Wait, he just tossed it off? Yeah. Like that's, into the ocean? Yeah, because that's what? What, that's what mature adults do, I guess. When it's Why uh, didn't they just compromise and give her a crown then? Oh, there we I, go. I don't know. But this kind of goes back to Joe talking about how there'll be most of the time James Cameron is just, you know, is, is Neil deGrasse Tyson-esque and his attention to detail. And then there'll be other times like, nope, I don't like it. Nah. No, I want her to look like a princess. Yeah. <laughs> uh, 
Um, what, an, what an aggravating man he must be. I mean, this is not anything new, but what an aggravating man to work for. Like, can you imagine trying to get inside that psychopath's head about when something is okay to abandon for historical inaccuracy? Yeah, I think James Cameron's definition of authenticity comes and goes on yeah. his, his whims. It's like he has double vision when it comes to... Joe! <laughs> Joe! Back off. There's a, lot foreigner of, puns. there's a lot of good foreigner songs. <laughs> um, speaking of foreigners, um, we have uh, <laughs> we have James Cameron uh, writing uh, these three-dimensional um, characters from other countries. We have Fabrizio in this minute, and uh, we meet uh, we meet old uh, Tommy uh, Ryan. Tommy Ryan, and, and <laughs> we have a lot to talk about this minute. Let's yes. let's start with Tommy Ryan though. Um, so him and Fabrizio kind of meet each other here, and I guess Jack as well. And they talk about the ship because Fabrizio starts a conversation, as I'm sure he started dozens of conversations on the Titanic by complimenting how nice the ship is. Um, and then Tommy Ryan lets him know, like, "Hey, man, this this ship was was built in Ireland." And uh, I guys, I did some research on uh, on where the ship was built. You guys ready for this? Yeah. Okay. Some facts about this. It was built in Ireland. Uh, the sheer size uh, of Titanic and along with its sister ships were a major engineering challenge for Hartland and Wolf. Um, Harland and Wolf, I think. Because, you know, they were the largest ships ever. Who are Harland so, and Wolf? So they were uh, constructed uh, on Queen's Island, which is now known as the Titanic Quarter in Belfast Harbor. And they had to demolish three existing slipways to build two new ones just to do this. So that was the largest ever. It took about 26 months to build. Uh, the work of constructing the ships was difficult and dangerous. For the 15,000 men who worked at Harland and Wolf at the time, safety precautions were rudimentary at best. A lot of the work was dangerous and was carried out without any safety equipment like hard hats or hand guards or machinery. It was essentially like being on the Death Star, guys. There's just no hand railings. Everyone is just on their own. As a result, deaths and injuries were to be expected. During Titanic's construction, 246 injuries were recorded, 28 of them severe, such as arms severed by machines or legs crushed under falling pieces of steel. Six people died on the ship, uh, while it was being constructed and fitted out, and another two died in the shipyard, workshops, and sheds. Just before launch, a worker was killed when a piece of wood fell on him. So before it even like went on its voyage, Titanic was responsible for nine deaths. Well, mm. uh, the the dignity of work. Yeah. <laughs> Got to break so some Tom- eggs, right? If you want to make an omelet. <laughs> I honestly, I think that that. It was pretty typical of the time for jobs like that. I think you're right. Yeah. Uh, I was think I was thinking of when I toured Hoover Dam about ten years ago, and Hoover Dam was twenty years later. But I don't think there were as many deaths, but similar grisly conditions and safety tales. Um, so Tommy Ryan, he is played by this guy named Jason Barry. And this is a pretty prominent role in a big movie. So I thought, oh, what else has Jason Barry been in? And I got really excited when I found out two things, one of which was not true. Um, one is he was born in Dublin. So, you know, him playing an Irish person makes sense. Uh, the other one I was really excited about is I saw he was in um, 
this year's remake of It. And I was like, oh, man, I wonder who he was in It. But I was wrong, guys. He was in a movie called IT that came out last year and has Pierce Brosnan in it. Oh. And still, Pierce Brosnan's a big star. Yeah, that's true. But I was but, like, man, uh, I wonder if he's the clown in It. Like, it was... Yeah, I was about to I was about to ask who who is he and that. <laughs> nope, IT. The the crazy thing is that Tom Ryan is actually uh Jack Ryan's grandfather from the Tom Clancy novels. <laughs> oh, that the the Jack Ryan universe overlaps with the Titanic universe. Uh, you think he would have you think he would have known then that the Titanic uh that the iceberg was a clear and present danger. Ooh. <laughs> so Rob, I thought you were going to bring this up. I, too, went to, uh, I actually forgot the actor's Jason Barry. Jason Barry. Um, I went to his IMDb and looked at it and browsed through. I didn't notice the it IT thing, but yes. I did. Did you notice his first credited role from 1991? No, I did not. It is, so it's in parentheses, video. Oh, and oh. he was a pizza man. Oh no! In Fart, the movie. <laughs> Wait, is it called Fart? And you it just is, said the movie, or it is, is it Fart? The it movie? is all caps. It's an acronym. There's periods, so F period A R T with okay. periods. The movie. No, no colon. No, it's not like Superman, the motion picture. Yeah. It is Fart, the movie. Man, that must so, be gas. <laughs> So I, the description of Fart, the movie, is pretty good. Russell has two passions, watching television and farting. He also, <laughs> he also loves Heather. Heather hates farting. The Eternal Triangle. One day she warns him, if they ever allow farting on television, you'll never leave the house. One evening, he goes to sleep in front of the TV, and it happens. Virtually everything on TV is fart-related, from sitcoms and commercials to newscasts and dramas. Wow. So it's like a it's like a dumb version of UHF, I guess, but with it's, farts? It's a 91-minute... It says video, though. So maybe... I don't know if it's a student project or... Maybe like a straight to video. I don't know if there were any like actual screen guilds involved in this, but that was uh, his first credit. Wow. Well, deep dive into Jason Barry there. Well, I mean, I was just scanning, but fart, <laughs> fart the movie stood out. <laughs> uh, so Tommy Ryan wants to know if Jack makes any money on his drawings and we should probably back up. This minute starts with Jack doing a sketch. So I have a theory on this, but do you guys think he makes any money on his, uh, on his drawings? No, I think he just, I, I don't think he's ever tried to sell one. He's just he, a doodler. He, no, he, he, they mean a lot to him and he, but he's a little shy about showing them to people. You know, I think, I think I agree, but I think he would like to sell, but there's, he's got one fatal flaw as an artist. And that is he's totally unable to draw from the waist down. Because I'm pretty sure on all the drawings we see, <laughs> he gets to about the waist and just and just sort of fades it out. I don't think he can draw legs. Is this how Rob Leefield can't draw feet? Yes. 
I don't think he can draw legs. Let's watch him. We go through the sketchbook, but we don't see anyone with legs. Well, there's the the one-legged prostitutes. That's why he liked her so much. Yeah, because <laughs> he's like, well, half the problem is solved. <laughs> Just put a blanket over it. The other one. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's something to watch for. Joe, if you could put that on your chalkboard. Yep, got it. Uh, if we see any sketches of legs. Which makes me wonder, though, as we get through this, is this a problem that was built into the character, or was this a problem with James Cameron sketches? Like, are these James Cameron sketches again? Yes, he mentions that. Oh, my God. So he can't draw legs. I guess not. Hmm. Well? I... Part of me thinks he did make money from it, but he was like the really obnoxious uh, carnival cartoonist who okay. makes everyone into kind of, you know, whatever their strength is. Caricatures? Right. But I mean, like, he's like, hey, do you like bicycles? And he's like, oh, not really. He's like, but I know how to draw bicycles really well, so you're going to be on a bicycle. <laughs> Choose a couple settings, and then he just sort of, he, well, he couldn't, listen, he's not doing a bicycle because of the legs. Oh, that's true. <laughs> that's really complex leg work there, too. <laughs> yeah. Uh, this minute ends with uh, with Rose comes out from her uh, from her breakfast that she ran out of uh, in Jack Caesar. And the reason I said breakfast this time, as opposed to last week, is um, I, uh, I I totally forgot, guys. But like, we still have a chance to talk about this outfit, which is known simply as Rose's breakfast gown. So. You're ranking but, the outfits, aren't you? Yeah. Um, so, so far we have our, our, for Young Rose, we have her boarding outfit and then her breakfast gown. I currently slot this below the uh, the boarding outfit. I mean, what do you it, think? It definitely below because there's no fantastic hat. I'm going to disagree with James Cameron. Yeah, I agree. Should Joe, I have a hat? Joe, this is the kind of content you'd crave. What do you think? Uh, it's fine. <laughs> I will say the dress sort of looks like the dress, you know, like the dress that you're not supposed to tell if it's gold, you know, if it's gold or white or if it's blue and black. The dress that drove Twitter into a frenzy. Yeah, it sort of looks like that. I wonder if some people think this is a blue and black dress. Maybe if you have uh, color vision or color blindness or issues like that. Yeah. So, listeners, if any of you think this is a blue or black dress, let us know. Oh, (laughs) God. What if there was another Twitter meme because of Kate Winslet's dress and everyone just got in a fight over what color and it was? And it was all because of us. Yes. Um, and then, of course, this minute ends with Tommy saying that, you know, she has uh, he has no chance with her. But we can, we can dive into that um, tomorrow. Do either of you guys have anything else before we, uh, we uh, give this to Duff or uh Google Group Monday. Let's go to the Wayback Machine. Uh, yeah. One thing, I, uh, one other thing I did want to note from the commentary. Uh, so we see those dogs go by, and uh, James They're Cameron. The first likable characters in the movie. <laughs> <laughs> James. James Cameron adopted the French or the uh, black French bulldog. It's oh. Uh, when did? How long until he gave it back? <laughs> how long uh, until the bulldog left him? <laughs> Uh, my joke is going to be he abandoned the other black bulldog he had. <laughs> <laughs> the older one? Yeah. Um, its name is Teary. I don't know why. But uh, he said he fell in love with that black French bulldog and adopted it. 
Do you so. guys have any any uh, thing to say about this whole little sequence with the dogs and uh, Tommy being sort of pointing out that the first class dogs come down there to just poop on their deck? Um, do you think they really just let the dogs poop and not clean up after it? I they have to have cleaned up after it, right? It seems like it would stink, like even for the first class people. Cause they're not that far away. Like it's not like it's not like Rose is a long ways away. Like she's yeah. just like fifteen feet away. Like assuming that you know the ship did not sink, were they just gonna arrive and there's just tons of dog poop all over the, the deck, the poop it was, deck. It was a literal poop deck. It's just boy, there's a lot of scatological content in this episode today. <laughs> I'm assuming yeah. they they wash it off. Yeah. Uh, all right. Duff. All right, back we go. Way back machine. Yeah, let's get. Let's we got get two, in there. Two short ones. Uh, this is from Charles Hill, April of 1999. Charlesville. Charles Hill. H-I- Charles Hill. Okay. Hill. Uh, what does it matter? <laughs> he might be dead now. <laughs> um, Accuracy. So, we care about. I care about authenticity sometimes. Yeah. All right. Uh, so he says. Are they always men, or have there been women who don't like it? Titanic. I what? think. Uh, I think <laughs> a lot of men just don't have the brain set up to get it. Not an insult, just nature. Oh, I can't yeah. under. I can't understand why women don't like the Three Stooges, but their brains aren't tuned that way. Just curious. Joe, <laughs> <laughs> oh <my gosh. laughs> that guy went right after you. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I like how he... <laughs> he bring <laughs> get that guy a professorship. He needs to start doing some studies. Oh my god, it's not tuned that way. He he goes into movie theaters with brain calipers and measures people's skulls if whether they're laughing or not laughing during Dumb and Dumber. He's very into frenetics. <laughs> yes. Uh, second one is from Skippy nine hundred two. Mm. Uh. December 14th, 1998. And this one, I don't know if Skippy actually had this or if Skippy was a was fishing, uh, P-H-I-S-H-I-N-G. This He's, is pre-fishing, though, isn't it? Uh, I don't know. I mean, there were viruses and such in Skippy's always been ahead of his time. Yeah. yeah. Skippy, yeah, that's he was a con man in On the Ground Floor. But Skippy says, as you all know, the movie never featured Cora's mom. Well, I have a scene that was cut from the film, and if you want to pick up her mom, just email me. What? <laughs> <laughs> what do you think happened if you emailed Skippy? I mean, why, why don't we try it? I, I mean, I can attempt to email him, but it's been going on 20 years. So, <laughs> I, I think we should try. All right. Why would she... <laughs> Yeah, it now I, it must have been a fishing thing because he could have just posted the picture. Right, he could have. Well, uh, you have to remember this was back in the day. He, you know, I, I don't think they could post pictures in Usenet. You could just link to stuff, but if you didn't, yeah, you know, this was this was the before time, Rob. Hi. <laughs> so if you wanted a, a photo of Cora's mom, you had to email Skippy nine hundred two. So, if, listeners, if you want a picture of Cora's mom, email us at titanicminute at gmail.com. We'll try to and get we'll it forwarded. Uh, we're going to need your uh, mother's maiden name, your social security <laughs> number, and uh, address. Yep. Just so we can mail it. Would we you just want to make sure it gets there. I bet Skippy is pretty high up on Interpol's wanted list. Yeah. 
ever since Skippy had that big rivalry with Jeff. Oh, Skippy God. is Paul Manafort. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. On that, uh, is there anything else you guys have for minute 36? I'm good. No. I'm good. All right. Well, we will be back tomorrow with uh, minute 37 of Titanic Minute. Oh, my God.